This week on Show Me Your News, everyone is back at E3 2018. Ridley hits the big time. And the launch star item rounds out our first week of Smash Blog updates. Masahiro Sakurai, I implore you to... Show me your news! Greetings, Smash fans, and welcome back to Show Me Your News Ultimate, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. My name is Peter Spasia, but you may remember me as Yoko. Joining me this week as a co-host, it's Alan Bonet, but you may know him as Samurai Panda. What's up, guys? Uh, well, PG Samurai Panda now, and uh, it's good to be back. Oh my gosh, it is so good to have you back, and you've done... Big things. We'll touch quickly on what we've done in the years since, but I think you've made the biggest strides out of all of us, really. Uh, also joining me, it's Miles Allen. You may know him as Super. I am back, and one might say that, is everyone back? I, I think to some extent, yes. Uh, also, here rounding out the foursome here, it's Tony Mattingly. You may know him as Tony TH. Hey, glad to be back with everybody. All Show Me Your News co-hosts of the past uh, back here. We're realizing everyone is here. We're realizing. I mean, Buzz, Buzz, I miss you, man. Buzz has everyone, everyone is not here. He Buddy. has he has kids. Oh. He has kids. That's an excuse, yeah. right? Uh, but we're realizing as, as Super Smash Brothers Ultimate got announced at E3 2018 just happened this past week. Uh, we're seeing a website that has blog updates, and we're like, you know what? That has uh, definitely some dojo vibes. And so we kind of got together. And you know what? Let's do it. Let's get the hype going. The weekly weekend podcasting just to cover what's happening in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, so, Alan, I wanted to touch base with you first. I mean, because Panda Global, I mean, that's taken off. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess uh, I for the throwback, I finally got that milk. Uh, so, <laughs> holy shit. Deep yeah, cut. Um, in the time that uh, I've been gone, uh, some things have happened. Uh, I went quote-unquote pro, um, whatever that meant back in the day, in Brawl. Um, and I, was, I ended up being like top five in the Midwest, somewhere around there. Uh, helped run tournaments. Uh, was it was actually surprisingly well-known for my commentary at the time. Uh, that's really the forest off. Uh, that was like 240p YouTube videos. Yeah, man, that's, that's been could, a long time. <laughs> Yeah, that's been a long time. Uh, but I quit about a year and a half, two years into Brawl because um, medical school was a thing. Um, and uh, I'm now a fully licensed physician. I have my own practice. Uh, I used my internal medicine residency. I did a year of neurology as well. So I thoroughly, um, decently trained in a variety of things. Uh, I almost released my own video game, uh, fighting game, League of Fighters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and. Um, uh, three years ago, uh, almost um, 10 days off, uh, I decided to start my own esports team. And uh, when Smash 4 came out, I kind of had the scene. I was doing neurology residency, and uh, I wanted some friends that weren't doctors. Mm -hmm. And Smash 4 is coming out. I figured I might as well just dabble, and uh, and let's let's just say I jumped straight in. In three years, PG's been uh, been doing okay. Uh, we are now the biggest fighting game team uh, in the world, uh, probably the biggest 1v1 team in the world, um, and we uh, have a bright future ahead. 
What are all the uh, people who are uh, under the PG name? We have, uh, in terms of Smash, we have uh, uh, Club Zane Wobbles uh, in Melee. We have ESAM MVD um, in Smash 4. We have Infiltration, uh, who's ranked up right now, I think, number one or number two in the world in Street Fighter. Um, we have SKD. He is one of the best, period, uh, in Blaze Blue. Uh, we have Speed Kicks. He's uh, one of America's top Tekken players. We have uh, KP and Hayate, who are uh, amazing ambassadors. And, and I would say KP Hayate is probably top five player uh, in Injustice, Mortal Kombat games. We have uh, Marlon Pai, who is well-known for styling on his opponents in Marvel and is actually amazing at Guilty Gear, one of the best American players. Ray Ray Coach Steve, uh, Marvel players from back in the day that uh, are, are more variety streamers now. Um, we have a Hearthstone team as well, uh, Racy Hot Meowth uh, and Corextron. Uh, they lead up that team. Um, and, of course, we also do PG stats, so we create the official ranking system for Smash 4 and uh, more to be announced very soon. I think that's a pretty quick rundown of, yeah. all, of who we have. And actually, I'll be announcing very soon uh, two new players in a new game, uh, Nintendo game. Mm. So if you look forward to that. Deep uh, so. excited for that. Now, I got to say, it's super surreal and amazing just to see all the progress you've made. I mean, not only uh, on the doctor front, I mean... Yeah, you sh shared that you have uh, your names out on the sign of your practice, and like that's in my hometown. Like that's crazy to see. But then also, like I was at a uh, PAX East, you know, a, a couple months ago, and there with all the other, you know, esports jerseys. Like there's a, a Panda Global jersey, and it's like I've, I'm so proud of of all the progress you made. It's it's remarkable. Thank you. Honestly, it's uh, it's really awesome when I see kind of the impact of what PG has done, uh, when I see people who, you know, dream about being on PG one day and, and, uh, Alpharad, um, who's our content director, by the way, Alpharad's sister, apparently her dream is to be signed by mm. our Fortnite. She's 14. Wow. Oh, man. You know, so that, that sort of thing really, uh, you know, hits home and makes me realize that we're, we're doing something great and it's not just video games. It's a, it's a lot more than that. Uh, and I'll tell you what, also, uh, still to this day, people are like, oh, wait, Samurai Panda is the owner of, of Panda Global? Dude, I used to listen to Show Me News all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, that's uh, really always cool. crazy to hear. Yeah, it's it's really cool. People still remember what we did. Well, I, I hope that they are back for this as well. I mean, just to give a quick recap of what I've been up to, uh, I got married to a lovely woman from England and went through the whole immigration thing there. Uh, we bought a condo. We have a puppy for the last month or so now, and he's here with me chewing away on a bone. So apologies if you if you hear him there. Um, but yeah, I'm still working at Fiat Chrysler, doing you know video production there. You know, shooting, editing video. I've done that for like the last six years now. Uh, so it's it's a it's a good place to be. Uh, I'm really happy. No, nowhere near you know starting my own <laughs> my own business or anything like that. But like it's life's been good. Life's been good. You should have had him go last. Yeah, I've been just doing what I did before we even left the show. I've just been playing some uh, I I illegal mods. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, I love the quote on Twitter that someone said. It's like, you know, the, the people for Nintendo on, on the Treehouse are doing a better job of not saying mm -hmm. Project M than most streamers have of you know, dropping uh, racial slurs. Yeah. Jesus, that's a, that that's true. That is very true. But uh, I I've enjoyed just kind of enjoying life and going through it. And 
you know, I, I ain't no doctor, but at least I, I do work at, as a uh, technician working on really big guns. Cool. Nice. Yeah. BF, BFGs, if you will. <laughs> yeah. They're big. Tony, what God. about you? Uh, just, I'm about the same, honestly. Just, uh, I got my 10-year plaque at UPS, so that's kind of crazy. Oh, nice. <laughs> but that's about it. Uh, moved in and out, and I live with my girlfriend in an apartment. It's just nice. It's a chill little life. There you go. Tony's, in a, Tony's a decade of brown. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were making a browns joke for a yeah, second. Yeah, me too. They're still, <laughs> still bad. What do you know? <laughs> the more things change, the more, the more things stay the same. Yeah, and right now, also, I'm like working on my old Sprite comics, and I'm about to stream again, and I'm on Show Me Your News, so everything's wow. fucking five years wow. ago right now. Yeah, and it's it's been 11 years since the dojo. I mean, Alan, if you can believe that, wow. almost 11 years. So it's good to be back here and talking about Smash. Let's get to talking about uh, Nintendo E3 2018. Uh, Smash Brothers taking up 25 minutes of the Nintendo Direct, and for some people who don't like Smash Brothers, how dare they uh so it took it took away from nintendo's presentation as a whole for us uh it was thrilling it was fascinating 25 minutes ever (laughs) i totally get where those people are coming from though if you don't fucking like smash that sucked (laughs) well i mean you knew it was gonna be all about smash you knew that going in nintendo act they have not in the last what like three years really given a flying fuck about e3 so you know they they uh, focused on on Smash, they hyped it up. So I don't think anyone that was expecting anything more than Smash. They weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think last year was so good with like the Metroid announcement and like all this. Like we're making a new Pokemon, and just like last year, they did kind of come out guns a blazing because I think they wanted the Switch to get off the ground that year, which it did. Sure. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, they're back. Now that they're on good footing again, it's like, ah, here's Smash for 25 minutes, you're going to buy it. Yeah, I think they'll be fine this year with Smash and Pokemon. Uh, but speaking of Smash Brothers, I mean, they open up with Sakurai, and he said, like, I have a, a fighter roster trailer, and look, I have these numbers here. I'm like, okay, I bet they'll leave some things out, and people have to guess, like, who are the in-betweens and, and who's missing. And we start to see, you know, I think Pokemon Trainer was one of the, the big surprises. Like once you see Pokemon yeah. trainers back, it's like that's exciting. All right, but like ice climbers were first. Ice climbers were yeah. first, but like yeah. that was a given, right? I mean, all it's the work was all the work was done. It just needed had the limitations of 3ds. Still exciting, of course, but I mean, yeah, Pokemon trainer, and then you see Shadow Moses, and those of us that know, like that's mm-hmm. that's the big moment when like this this game is happening. Snake is back. I mean. Alan, a snake main back in the brawl days. That had to be amazing. Oh yeah, I mean if you uh, if you check our YouTube or um, Twitter, uh, we just released our reaction video because I set up camera to film us uh, thanks to Hyperx, and yeah, pop it off pretty damn hard. Uh, I was screaming. That was and like <laughs> in in the last ten years, I've gotten a little jaded, a little old, and I, I really just I don't get excited for video games anymore. Uh, I was like a little kid again. Uh, Snake. Snake means so much. Like I play, I played every fighting game I played since I was, I was a child. I've made twenty fighting games, and and I can count on on uh, less than one hand the number of mains that like clicked with me. Like that felt so natural, felt so good. Uh, and to me, uh, uh, Snake is probably the epitome of that. And no one has ever felt the same. Uh, if you say duck on dog, then I will. Stand <laughs> <it too. laughs> uh, 
Are you so, are you a big Metal Gear guy? No, actually, I didn't play Metal Gear until after that, Snake and, and Smash. So that, that's still really cool to me. That's that's fun. No, no, no. I just uh, either way, I think that's funny. It's just like some people have mains in Marvel. I'm sure that they don't know who the fuck any of them are. What's right. a Modok? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's a there's a Korean philosophy when it comes to uh, fighting games uh, and finding mains. Uh, and one of the tenets to them is um, I forgot the the Korean word for it because I don't speak it. But uh, it's essentially a hand feel and just how natural it feels to play the character, which is like, it's kind of a vague thing, but when you think about it, it it's really, it's no, really it makes true. So like, you know, I don't play a character because I think they're cool. You know, I play them because they feel good. That's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That reveal up to Snake was like really amazing though, beyond like, oh my God, it's Snake. It was like Ice Climbers. It was Trainer, but like, I think I heard a lot of people like, is Ryu going to come back? Is Cloud oh, yeah. going to come back? The lights there. And yeah. then like, they show, they slowly reveal all these third parties and then it was snake. And then that being the reveal, because I think everyone thought that was the most unlikely to everyone is here. And also like, I don't think, cause that trailer is so fast everyone's brain hasn't really reacted to that yet. Peaches then, like, right after. Peaches. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's like, oh my God, everyone is here. I yeah. probably died at Young Link. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah. At that point, that like, you crazy. knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he showed up, I stared. And I'm like, oh God, my heart. Like, I, I honestly feel like that was one of the big, after you found out everyone's here, like, that was one of the biggest surprises. What the hell, like, is he doing there? <laughs> I'm so happy he's there. Literally everyone is here. And then like then we get like uh the the me fighters. Yeah, that was a surprise too. Me's aren't even like a thing that costumes are gone. Thank goodness. Yeah, and then of course it ends with our good with our good friend Wolf. Uh, it, it was it was a great Great quick sizzle reel. And and then, of course, you know, Sakurai goes in depth. We noticed the the Epsilon symbol by a couple of those characters, and he delves in that it's it's not clones. It's Echo Fighters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the Echo Fighters because like they have small, if at all, differences and it's like frankly, I think they could just be skin. You know? Dark Pet isn't gonna have all of his differences anymore. He's just an echo of pit. So not like he had many differences to begin with. But yeah. it is yeah. interesting to consider that, you know, with the the ones that they did keep with uh, with Marth and Lucina, and then with Pit and Dark Pit, uh, both characters and franchises that Sakurai has deep attachments to. Uh, he loves the Fire Emblem franchise. He worked on Kid Icarus Uprising. Like, it, it makes me feel like, because he changed Dr. Mario enough to have him not be an Echo Fighter. He's got the stomp. Yes. Like, it's it's different enough there. But it's almost like Hell he yeah. couldn't let go of those characters. Uh, a segue here. Doc Mario, uh, he had mentioned in the development of Smash 4 that the development team did not like Dr. Mario being essentially an Echo Fighter mm-hmm. uh, because they felt that people who were attached to him in Melee would be upset that he was uh, literally just Mario. So he yeah. actually went out of his way to make him feel different. Uh, so that, that's, that's a good why. idea. Yeah. He looks, yeah. So he looks so fun. Yes. yes You're a big Doc guy, aren't you, Super? I am a huge Doc guy. I mean, I play normal Mario in the illegal game mod, but I do love the Doc because he's just so fun, and the fact that now he's got basically his mini Ganon stomp, it brings me so much joy Oh yeah. to see him. Honestly, it really came down to all of the Melee clones, they're back, and I'm just like, 
Dr. Mario, Peach, you, Young Link, and they all look interesting, and I'm ready for that. Yeah. And more yeah. different. Like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Young Link is not listed as an Echo Fighter. Right, yeah. so he so should be different uh, enough. It'd be very odd to see him very kind of oddly linky if he wasn't an Echo Fighter. Yeah, I mean, uh, Toon Link is is floatier and, and you know, jumps mm. really high, so I could definitely see them making a, a more unique feel, especially now that they made the main Link. Um, I think the word is good <laughs> <laughs> remote bombs and all that you got the the double arrows okay. the option no, he feels he feels way more fun to play now. good funky better feel reach like... with the master sword yeah yeah master yeah. sword is noticeably larger mm-hmm. and I'm, i mean honestly like he his whole moveset never really felt like it was that well there's a lot of like overlapping things i don't know i never really truly enjoyed him very much yeah, I totally get that. I also really like just through aesthetic standpoint that he chose a different series for each Zelda linking Ganon. and I thought that was a really cool. I thought it was dumb. They were Twilight Princess for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all from different actually younger things. Technically, and the Majora's Mask probably. <laughs> hey, if he starts <laughs> okay, pulling out the masks, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like, like, let's go with Majora's Mask because honestly, I think that his Final Smash is probably going to deal with the moon. Uh, oh. oh shit! I hope so. Uh, I don't know I mean, if it will. Just, I really want to find out where I can swipe my credit card to get the uh, Gerudo outfit linked. <laughs> right? Yeah. When, I just want to style people with that. Actually, that's a really interesting point. Are we going to see DLC costumes? Uh, yeah, yeah they, they showed uh, the Mario costumes, the builder hat, the uh, the wedding costume. So my my guess is yes, uh, especially because that's something that you know. It, yes, it's a kind of a, a hazy business practice by a lot of people, but, um, but like people have been demanding this from Nintendo for years. Like, let me pay for cool shit. The new UI, I think, makes a pretty uh, big difference. Um, and you can definitely see where they could insert skins in the Cryptoclips. Let's I mean, God, all the way back in the Brawl days, it would, when harping for alternate costumes, and no. it's good to been see... hacking the game to put yeah, them in. Yeah, it's, it's, I was really glad to see those. I mean, just as Mario starting off all of his, his list of all the changes, uh, but when it comes to Echo Fighters, uh, the first newcomer to be Daisy uh, yes. did not think that was going to be the first character announcement that we got, but uh, for those that really wanted Daisy, that's a big moment. Yeah, the explosion of Daisy content excitement has been unreal. I can't lie, dude. I was like expecting something crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was just Daisy, and I jumped out of my chair. I was like, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> just really excited. Getting, getting excited for Smash, yeah. I saw yeah. but I saw a picture of uh, a bunch of guys watching, and Ridley was there, and they're like, oh. But they showed them for <laughs> Daisy, and they're like, ah! <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. That, that classic IGN meme, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even that, it was, but yeah, it was in that vein. There's a, a tweet that Alfred did that was uh, really funny, actually. He tweeted out a picture of the main character from uh, the new Star Wars, and you know, <laughs> he said, two characters that won't make it smash. Her name <laughs> is Daisy Ridley. You can't yeah. make that shit up, man. It, it's crazy. Right? Right. That was the, the worst aged tweet mm-hmm. of all time. But, uh, I, I mean, I no one expected that, I think. Did anyone think during that Ridley trailer Kylo Ren was going to show up because it was like that one scene, <laughs> like that fucking hallway? I can see where you're thinking that, but yeah. like, yeah, that was one where it's like within seconds, like knew it was Ridley, and I I had mm-hmm. my whole reactions up on YouTube as well. But like, I was betting my wife 
a, a taco from Taco Bell with the hottest sauce that she's like, Ridley is not going to be in the game. Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll bet you like a taco and people call it the Norfair taco. But you'll bet that like if, if Ridley is not in Smash today, I will eat that taco. And I hate hot sauce. But if Ridley is, she eats a taco. And yeah, that, that paid off within seconds. And when the tail went through Mega Man, like that all but confirmed it. Like it was very, very exciting. Yeah, Ridley hits the big time. He is no longer was, too big. <laughs> he was throwing shade the whole fucking, like the, the treehouse afterwards. He's like, yeah, he's too fucking big, but the West <laughs> wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. So I put him in. <laughs> I imagine, Alan, that you did get to... Uh, experience ridley oh yeah uh, i played him a couple times he was he was uh he doesn't play like as slow as a big well then again the big characters don't play that slow anymore and uh and ultimately um yeah he he's uh he's really he's uh really powerful he does a lot of damage he takes a lot of space he's huge um and he is he's pretty fun to play uh, it, like his aerials are very like instead of a, a, a like a normal big character that just has these huge wide swinging moves, like they're very precise uh, for like a lot of his aerials and stuff. And I didn't play too much uh, with them, but uh, you know, other than smashes, they're very like focused attacks. Uh, and I think that's cool. It gives it, it gives a whole different feel to a, a heavyweight. Um, but then again, they only allowed us to play uh, FFA um, with items, so uh, on timer. So there was uh, there were a couple of just how broken is his down B? Not that broken. It's really not that broken. Uh, like if you miss it, like he's just way way open. And uh, like the game. So a lot of people don't realize, but uh, and I don't know if we want to talk about this later. Uh, the the game has a lot more mobility options. Um, dashes are a lot more effective. Um, dash. There is some dash dancing, but like you can cancel so much out of dashes that like. People are moving a lot now instead of just staying stationary. Uh, and with directional air dodges too, you don't you're not stuck landing in one place like you were in Brawl or Smash Four. You can really mix it up. So um, the the thing about you know Ridley's grab and, and drag is that look, you can bait it pretty easily, but when you get it, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I even um, found it amazing that like with the uh, the charging the fireballs, like there's that little bit that he, I guess he's super vulnerable and he takes extra damage, like. All, all these little, yeah, I think there was something in like Sakurai did during the the treehouse. Like, so there, I guess these all checks and balances here. Like, they've uh, they figured out you know what makes you know different things work and all that. Uh, it's funny even during the the Smash Invitational tournament because that was another big element of uh, Smash's presence uh, this week at E3, uh, where you know they're you know Bayonetta combos off the top, and Sakurai's finding out. It's like, yeah, I saw a few bugs. I'm gonna go. Work on those back at the office now. It's like I'm, I'm so glad somebody did that on the fucking stage, though. Like yeah. he needed to see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Leo. Plup, Plup was our martyr. He he yeah. died for our cause. <laughs> and uh, it, it uh, I hope this pays off because yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. a bad habit of of nerfing or bouncing just based on shit that he sees, like in fan tournaments that he goes to and stuff. Like, come on, dude. Like that's not really great balance, but. In this case, I will accept it. <laughs> in that moment, it was Sakurai who joined the Plup Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that dying for a sense thing reminds me of that uh, Mega Man Final Smash at Smash yes. 4 where somebody jumped in just so people could see it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, good times. 
And yeah, shout outs to Zero. I was speaking of that last one. I mean, he wins both invitational tournaments. Uh, you know, well last done time. to him. That was, was a great job. Yeah, I mean, who, who didn't think? Yeah, he's, he certainly had yeah. the leg up going in. So, Alan, I, I did want to mention that, you know, you did get to go to E3 if that had not been readily apparent already. But uh, you got lots of hands on time. I just getting the gist of, of your gameplay experience, you know, how are you feeling about the game now? You know, confidence in, in the dev team going forward, um, you know, smash hype overall. So uh, it's interesting. Um, uh, I, I did tweet about it and I can put it on Facebook, which I, I typically don't use. Uh, I was invited as a Nintendo VIP, um, and it felt really, like, humbling coming from the roots of, like, the University of Michigan small uh, weeklies uh, all the way up to, to this point. And, and sure. uh, I think you might remember uh, I'm, I'm sort of an outspoken critic of Nintendo's um, uh, way of handling. I, I do um, remember things like that, yeah. yeah. Once uh-huh. or twice. Uh, so, so for that to happen, um, really felt amazing, and and that they went out of their way to invite a lot of a lot of people. There was about like five or six pandas that were invited, or seven uh, that got VIP passes um, because you know we've made a, a pretty big impact. I would, I would like to hope uh, on Smash, and um, you know, shout outs to JC. At JC.Face on Twitter, he's uh, actually the guy that runs Nintendo Esports uh, and very passionate. If you, you, you saw probably him a lot on the, the Treehouse, uh, he's very knowledgeable. He understands uh, me very well. Uh, he was able to get one hit on zero. Uh, so, you know, he's not awful. Uh, <laughs> but he, uh, he really does care that we're taken care of uh, in Open Bardas. So the actual game itself when I first got to play it, it felt smoother, faster. Like, Brawl and Smash 4 have this inherent floatiness, this extra little slowness compared to, to Melee. Like, honestly, like, I know, like, Super's a little more competitive, and, like, that's great. I understand and respect that part of the community a lot, and I don't, like, mean this in a crappy way, but I love playing Smash as a party game, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that he's, like, every character and every stage is in it, I'm like, that's hype enough. Like, oh, yeah. That's is fucking rad. It's, it's looking like it's gonna end up being like, that way. I, the one thing is, like, they keep on showing me green greens. And I'm like, <laughs> But where's no, Fountain of Dreams? that's not the one. <laughs> where's Fountain of Dreams? <laughs> I want Fountain of Dreams back. I hate playing on that stage, but it is pretty as hell and has the best song. It does have the best song. It does have the best song. I know. It's a fun stage. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not good at melee, man. I don't do me neither. But, I mean, I, I like Ganondorf and just stomping through it. That just oh. that made my day. Every- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Captain Falcon could do that, too. Trust me. In a legal party game, he does that a lot. Yeah. But you definitely watch, you know, footage of Smash Ultimate. Now you go back to Smash Four, and like you see the difference in the speed. Yeah, and they are actually saying for the first time. Uh, Reggie actually uh, had an interview with ESPN where he said he he wants to push the competitive community forward. Uh, he incorrectly says he he hopes that everyone plays the new game. Uh, mm-hmm. No one's going to stop playing Melee. Um, <laughs> no, never. Uh, you know, Nintendo was actually asking people what they thought. They were they said that your feedback will go directly to the development team. Like, they actually gave a shit. That means a whole and lot. It means a lot, because 
of course, esports is, is this budding phenomenon, um, and I can't go into details for things on the horizon. But uh, Smash is is magnitudes larger than the the next closest fighting game in terms of, of entrance, in terms of impact, viewership. It means something and it matters a lot. So of course they want to start pushing the kind of community. And and I mean, just like a year or two ago, Reggie was saying that, and shit. But now he's like, oh, I love it. It's it's really important. It's good. It's great. We're gonna you know work on it. So. Yeah, he also kind of did some like vague posting about competitive fight scenes in response to Hungry Bugs at Smash and Splash Three. Yeah, yeah, and, so, and that was that was really really kind of like, a, hmm, yeah, okay, lip service, thank you. But it yeah. does sound like there is definitely a a culture change coming from Nintendo, uh, and because I loved hearing about those reports coming from the E3 floor about the Nintendo reps taking all of the info from the players and saying, hey, what do you want to see changed? What do you feel about this? Because one of the things I want to hear about is uh, Waveland off platforms and yeah. like Shield Push off platforms. That's uh, those are literally the two most important things. Yeah, uh, Shield Push. I, I tested it out personally. Shield, you cannot push someone off of a platform when they're shielding. Wavelanding is is excessively laggy. Um, for some reason, Shootout was able to get a decent wave dash out of Ice Climbers, but uh, no one else was able to do anything um, uh, in terms of wave dashing. I, I don't know. If I would expect the two dad to do that somehow. Yeah. But, uh, no, but like those are the two changes I would like to see. Like everything else, to me, actually seems kind of great. I well, don't mind Smash Forward ledge trumping, and the magnet hands aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like if you dodge too much, it like gets less effective. Right, I think that's yeah. a really good idea. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the trunks is smart. The air dodging is that like really in the. The four cardinal directions, or is it diagonals as well? Both diagonals as well. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, okay. it's both uh, that, and and there's the brawl air dodge in there as well. Weren't people saying the knockback was really weird? Like you went really fast yeah. and then you just mm-hmm. stopped. So that that's actually what I was gonna say is uh, uh, I think the the best way to put it was someone's uh, someone tweeted out uh, that the knockback in Smash Four feels like you're punching a balloon. You know, mm-hmm. it goes really far or like goes really fast and then just stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I know I can tell why they did that. Uh, because it creates all these sort of hype situations where, like, oh my god, it, you know, they might die. And now there's a mini map that shows you how close they are to the blast zone. So, it, like, love that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's like that little tantalizing, oh, it's so close feeling, mm-hmm. too. Uh, but, like, it, it it also falsely creates a lot of situations where you're like, oh, did that kill? No, no, it didn't kill. Really? It didn't kill? Like, and uh, I can yes. see it sort of having, using the word again, diminishing returns. Like, after a while, it's not going to be that hype to, to see them fly that quickly and then stop again. But I think it, it is more exciting overall, uh, more satisfying to get hits overall. And I think it's also going to push the game towards an edge guarding meta uh, because with the accelerated knockback in the beginning, the closer you are to the blast zone, the, the, the better the chances they'll die uh, early. So I think that's what uh, personally I feel is going to be uh, an important part. Uh, I can totally see what you mean about the mission returns because as I was watching the finals between MKLeo and uh, Zero, MKLeo kept grabbing Zero and up throwing the Sonic at like 170%, and he'd send off and he'd go flying so fast, and he'd be like, he's dead. How is he not dead? Okay. And he does it again. And I'm like, okay, he's dead. How? Yeah. How is he not dead? The way you mentioned how it's more like a balloon, super fast and then just stops. And it's that's going to be super great for people who are you know, not super competitive, but love watching that kind of stuff. Like, it looks like it's all there for the viewers. Yeah, you can see that when the, when a stock is taken in a 1v1 setting, how it shows you the stock count. Um, 
That's or fantastic too. Yep. Or, or when it loads up uh, a oh, match, it shows you all the characters. Oh yeah. Oh, when the eyes glow, that kind of got me some chills. Yeah, that is gorgeous. Everything about that, I was in on. Like, I can't watch Smash Four competitively unless it's Grand Finals because that's or usually Losers Finals. Losers Finals is kind of where it's at. I feel like that's when most things on the lot. Everyone plays their heart out, especially oh, that and Winners Finals, but mostly Losers Finals. But like. I just can't watch Smash 4 otherwise. Like, pools or anything like that, it's just not as fun. With this, this looks like I could be like, no, I don't, I, even if I don't play this game um, competitively, if I just play it, you know, casually, I can see myself be like, logging into Evo to watch Grand Finals because I feel like it'll be hype. For sure. Uh, one yeah. thing that I don't think will ever get old is the critical hit zoom in. Oh, yeah. A uh, mm. fan. Fantastic. Love it. And, you know, some of those hits, like you saw in the tournament, like they were still able to smash DI or whatever to still stay alive. But like it, it brought the hype. It made it engaging and dynamic to watch. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's really going to be uh, an exciting game overall. And uh, what I'm actually most excited about uh, is not the release necessarily, but them patching it. Like yeah. the Smash Four patches were actually pretty good. Like yeah. the, the nerfs they did were very subtle, very appropriate. Like they didn't buff enough, in my opinion, but they did some buffs. They did, okay, there were a couple of ones that were like like suspect. Like really, they gave the DK that ding dong. Like it was kind of ridiculous. Like how early he kill off a single grab, but like then they stopped, and that's what the downfall of Smash Four's meta and competitive play is when they stopped patching it. And it was uh, just shortly after Bayonetta. Yes, they only patched Bayonetta one time. Mm. Uh, they gave her some light nerfs. Uh, and that was before she was, you know, obviously lapped out and stupidly broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if they didn't nerf her, she might have been banned. So you're, overall, you're positive and it's promising for the competitive future for, for Smash Ultimate here. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, as an esports team owner, I think it's really promising, really exciting. Uh, to see what they're doing, to see that they, they are, are working on um, expanding and caring about us for the first time. Uh, what I really want to see uh, is also what changes they make to the game. Because like between now and, and its release, because oh, I really want to see, this is to me going to be the, the true test. How much do they care? And, uh, and feel free to disagree, but I feel almost that wave dashing is going to be the answer. Are they willing to put it back, wave dashing? Which you can tell by playing Ultimate, they purposefully like coded something to not allow you to wave dash. Uh, and giving the outcry and, and giving people like hundred bucks tweeting out that like if you just had wave dashing and landing less on aerial, which is already much lower than Smash 4, you know, you might actually get some new players. So will they go that far? If they do. They're going all out for us, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they don't, then they care, but we're still not the first priority. Well, I mean, in a starting position, it, it's way better than what it was for Smash 4, and it's really promising to see. However, I will say, uh, on that point, maybe wave dashing might not make it in, but allowing like shield push off a platform and wave landing to go off of platforms, those are the two things I think would be more important, because they already gave us, I think, probably the most important thing, which was stays ha- hazard control. Oh, oh, so excited about 
Stace hazards can be toggled off, and things like lilac doesn't won't even tilt mm-hmm. if the stage hazards are off. So, like, that brings up the question: Hey, how is uh, you know that Breath of the Wild stage, the great uh, the Great Plateau Tower? Like, is that going to make it so like only the one single platform in the middle is going to be there? Um, well, what's that going to do for all of our stages? How many stages are going to be considered legal now? So. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was talking to uh, the guys about that, and I actually love MVD's idea, uh, and it's something it's, like. Uh, um, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, it's it's from I think like StarCraft and stuff, having a rotation of yes. different maps, uh, different legal stages would be awesome. You change every season. It really keeps the the meta diverse, interesting, um, and I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, to to do that, and if, especially if there's like huge stage lists, like twenty five or or fifty, that'll actively turn off new players because that's a lot of stages. I mean, hell, Japan still was like upset at Smash Four when we were like, yeah, no, Smashville and and Town City because they still want to just play Battlefield. And, and oh, oh. Well, now so. they can play Battlefield and FD everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. There you go. But yeah, it's so good that you can turn those stage hazards off. I mean, something like Doctor Wily, uh, Doctor Wily's Castle, like. Great environment, great music, but the hazards ruin it. Uh, no, they, they ruined it. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, the platforms don't appear. It's just empty. Oh, oh guys. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, for all the stages that they have, there are some promising variations. I mean, they played, you know, Frigate Orpheon uh, in the tournament, and that didn't turn. Like, that was really neat to see. Though, the turn much slower than in Brawl, so, I mean... Call it what you will, but uh, it definitely opens up to a a lot of more promising options for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, without a doubt. And the the sheer number of stages also seems like it's going to be intense. So, because it's it's ultimate, everyone's here. uh, Will they have every stage too? See, but yeah, it it is almost intimidating how much they're doing. Yeah, that's all we need. Give give us a And maybe Battle Cavern. Frankly, I just want a better soundtrack to Smashville. Oh yeah. Oh, true. Well, there, there's so much to delve into, and I'm sure, but we're not, we're not going to do the game explain three hour sort of sort of deep dive there. Mm, uh, my specialty. Yeah, right. As yeah. as we've been known to do before, so we, yeah, we're we're certainly aware of that. But let's get into. I don't want to call them the dojo updates. They're the Smash blog updates for the week. Uh, before going on, I got to make mention uh, Tony TH was going to continue joining us here, but he has to uh, rush off to the emergency room. So all the best there. Just didn't want to say like, oh, he just suddenly dropped, and we didn't hear from him again. So uh, hopefully, all the best <laughs> is there. Um, but yeah, the the Super Smash blog is up and running at SmashBros.com. Pick your region there. Uh, they certainly put up a whole lot of updates uh, that were. Like, oh, Sakurai is on, you know, the treehouse or, you know, here is the presentation from the direct in full. So I wanted to start from June 12th, which is Tuesday. And they had certain updates where they say today's fighter, today's item. And that seems to be the trend of what it will be going forward. So we'll make 
you know, certain notes here. Let's start with Tuesday, June 12th, and we'll kind of break down what's being said and uh, what we thought of them here. So today's fighter, number 62, Inkling, attacks with a variety of weapons. Covering opponents with ink leads to more and more damage. Plus, these Inklings are really fashionable. Uh, I will say that was one of the neater things in the show is like when they showed all eight side by side and like just all all the colors there, uh, the Splatoon stage of Moray Towers. Uh, I think the ink dynamic is something that's totally new. That'll be interesting to work with. I mean, what, mm. Alan, for when you were playing it, like how much experience did you get with that? Uh, actually, a lot of people have Inklings were one of the better characters. Uh, they feel they got uh, uh, really powerful uh, attacks. Um really satisfying to hit they have decent mobility they have bomb options they have uh, uh and obviously no one was really able to play extensively so no one was really able to experiment much with the ink properties uh but it, it just seems like the inklings have a lot up their sleeve and will will be a super fun super original character some people uh make uh comparisons to the ice bear from rouse of aether he has similar to the ink sort of making floor to ice properties mm. uh, they don't quite and and i don't uh, didn't have enough time to experiment and experience does the ink change how they move on it and stuff and i might have forgotten how to charge your ink so when i ran out of ink i saw <laughs> well rip me and like press b and while shielding yeah yeah, yeah. I, uh, I rewatched it and i was like oh well i could have done that because that's a pretty yeah, new mechanic thing, overall thing, yeah things like press b while shielding and then they fall to the ground I'm like can't you just use that to like dodge fox's lasers or something like that <laughs> maybe like he goes into the ground can you dodge a smash attack just by hitting ink charge yeah i didn't get to experiment with it but uh, i think a lot of uh, competitive players are excited about inkling um and uh, they do like fun and for for yet another tangent uh one of the most exciting things uh in the announcement to me when when i was watching the direct was uh that they are balancing the game and i i swear to god i brought this up in social media they are balancing the game differently for 1v1 and free-for-all. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it, that is so, so huge, so cool. They just said damage. I don't know if it changes knockback. Uh, there is rage in the game still, so yeah, it will affect how the game plays significantly. But uh, it, I also wonder, will doubles become sort of its own beast uh, and its own meta? Um, but it True. does show a big difference in you know change of thought when you think of <laughs> Brawl, at least. And it's like, oh, it's it's meant to be a party game. It's for the Wii audience. It's the, right. the blue ocean. It's just trying yeah. to make everybody happy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big, big shift there. And and Sakurai specifically said some characters are better at free-for-alls and, and, and like uh, in a party setting or with items. Uh, and they're designed that way. So, so not all characters are, are made to be good or competitive. Uh, in the one people setting, so um, that to me is a, is a you know again a huge shift in, in thinking, a huge shift in, in mentality for how they're approaching the game. So Inklings, rolling it back to to why I got on that tangent, they have the property that that ink will increase uh, damage and, and potentially knockback. So you know they do seem like a really cool character, but uh, I'm really curious to see if they have some like special doubles thing do or they might like everyone thinks that they're really good uh and i and i do wonder uh, if they will be actually like a really solid doubles character because of that property yeah uh it also makes me think with all of the ink going about and the different colors and whatnot all of the characters being colored in varying degrees of ink uh, just all of the work with the texturing and all that like that's 
a remarkable amount of work and it's really cool to see implemented that way yeah see i wonder if you're covered in ink do you get sent further away from any smash attack or just from the inkling uh good yeah hard to say i probably have to test more yeah uh, also on Tuesday, June 12th was today's item, Squid Sisters Assist Trophy. Cameras get closer and closer to their live performance, limiting the space you have to battle. Don't get too lost in the music. Uh, yeah, They showed this during the, the Smash segment, during the Direct. Uh, it made me think, in a way, this is how Smash does Battle Royale. The, the space <laughs> is closing in on you. You only have so much to work with, and you know, in a gaming industry that wants to have everything Battle Royale is just a, a <clears throat> Smash's weird take on it. Uh, but Callie and Marie there. I did not think about that. That is a good point. <laughs> Peter, I have to say, after a decade of, uh, since the dojo, your Sakurai impression has not changed much. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> it was neat to see that. Uh, and frankly, my, my uh, reaction was like, oh, that's cool. And then the more I thought about it, the more I realized, man, like, even if I don't play Inkling, I probably would have bought those as skins, like those characters. Yeah. Uh, so, they're lost. Yeah, skins or Echo Fighters or whatever. I don't even, I don't see the point, too much of a difference, but, like, I mean, Elf or Olimar is still just a, a different skin, not an Echo Fighter, so that's weird. Mm. Or maybe they'll make him an Echo Fighter, I don't know. I don't think so. Neither do I, but we'll see if things change. But I, I think they, honestly, I would make them DLC. And they probably won't do this, but it'd be kind of interesting to see, like, if you decide to choose one of their skins and you get this assist trophy, the Inkling takes the place of the Squid Sister that's gone. Hmm. I don't know. If you start opening up to uh, assist trophies, you start talking about Waluigi coming back to Smash. So, uh, wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and the collective sadness. Wow. I, I, frankly, I didn't really want or didn't really care either way about Waluigi until like more people started talking about it. Started <laughs> and then we had uh, we had a pretty good theme prepared in case he got announced. So like, all right, let's do this. Let's let's get him announced. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Sakurai Sakurai apparently straight up said, I don't know if you guys caught this, uh, that he thinks the Western obsession with Waluigi is not genuine. <laughs> yeah. I think he's. he's... In my opinion, I think he's accurate on that one. It's it's meme it's meme status. That's that's probably about it. I don't know, man. I actually, like I said, I actually kind of like wanted to follow. Like, it's because uh, like there's no character that really represents all of the Mario spinoff games: Mario Party, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Strikers. Like, he, dude, he does like a socket move, Mario Strikers. How cool! Yeah, is that? yeah, yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> so. If we're breaking down the uh, the screenshots from the Squid Sisters here, I mean the third screenshot, it's it's in Mario Galaxy stage. Uh, second, it looks Hyrule Temple. Can we tell oh, what yeah. the first one is here? Is that more Temple or? Oh, that's definitely Temple. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely Temple. There's no question that's Temple. All right. If you look really far in the background, that's pretty. Mm, yeah. Oh, and you can see the Hylian text in on the columns too. Oh yeah, that's that's oh. definitely Hyrule. Oh, so you can. Yeah. Okay. So going to June 13th, uh, the Nintendo booth at E3 2018 is jam-packed with fighters, weapons, items, and more from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, so we see Sandbag, we see Master Sword, we see Bayonetta's uh, shoes and guns, and then also the Monado and Didi's hammer. Uh, must have been cool things to see, I bet, live in person. 
Yeah, yeah, they're they're really interesting. It was, it was a nice uh, setup. Frankly, I, if I were to tier the setups, I'd probably put Fortnite setup at E3 is, is the top tier. Uh, second would be Bethesda. Fortnite's Fortnite setup, they had they had AstroTurf, they had like two levels you could go up and down. They hmm. they gave you uh, a bag of, of freshly popped popcorn uh, as you walked into their area for their booth. Like it was, uh, they had a, a pinata bowl. Like, you know, those bowls where that kicks you off those machines. Um, like, that was pretty cool. Then Bethesda was really, like, they, they made different environments. They made, like, sort of different areas. Uh, they had a lot of history and a lot of, like, cool stuff. Uh, and then third would probably be uh, Nintendo Booth. Uh, it was a large area. They had a lot of games. It was really well organized. But it was super cool to see these things. Like, I don't know, it was really awesome to see a setup like this. Like, Smash stuff and Smash history my favorite part of their booth. Uh, I accidentally waited in the wrong line, uh, which is the casual line, the <laughs> line, uh, and I've written 45 minutes of, of my time. Uh, and that, that's, that's a big deal to me. And when I got up on the stage area, it was, uh, of course, by the way, I definitely destroyed them every game. I, 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 I died one time. Um, the carpet was Battlefield. Oh. Like, the, oh. like, when you look at the actual stage of Battlefield, like the floor of it, and that was like a super cool touch. And and I don't know why, I, I was so fascinated by that. And I was like, this is sort of like one of those subtle things that you see in games. You're like, man, I can't believe they went to that much detail. That was, you know, that moment. Uh, also on June 13th, today's fighter, number 65, Ridley. Joining the battle from the storied Metroid series, Ridley's long tail and sharp claws let him unleash a torrent of devastating attacks. His final smash is a powerful stream of plasma breath intense enough to bring down Samus's starship. Uh, we talked quite a bit about Ridley, uh, but just, from just it's just great to see him in. Number 65. Good old riddles. Uh, I think Esam's scream broke my, my eardrum. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you can see our, our reactions on our YouTube channel. But, uh, yeah, some people were really excited about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was definitely excited up up there, too. It's it's great to just search for the reactions on YouTube. Just just go nuts. Uh, definitely I have to say, cool. I absolutely enjoy um, Ridley's uh, alternate costumes. Mm, yeah. But, like, Meta Ridley looks just downright fearsome. I mean, and... Red from the Super Metroid box. Mm-hmm. And like the original NES Metroid, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. When I was going through them, it kind of felt like they were uh, they were Ganondorf colors. Like so it's hard to tell. Mm. <laughs> they don't they don't really pop. Right. Uh, but I mean, to, you're you're right. It's really cool that they did that, and they're all throwback stuff. Coming right. Pokemon Trainer um, skins. All the re- all the colors from Pokemon Trainer are actually colors from different generations of mm-hmm. Pokemon. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah it's really. Cool. Hilda Hilda is my favorite trainer, but she does not make for a good color option. Mm. Um, but to to give you guys a little uh, behind the scenes, I don't think I've, I've uh, tweeted just yet. Uh, I was talking to Fluff before the Invitational. I was like, "So you can play?" Uh, and he's like, "And this is this is when like it was just announced, and everyone's like, holy shit, Ridley's like really good.'" And he was like, "Ridley." I was like, "Oh, how come?" He's like, "Well, I want to win." <laughs> just just spamming the Ridley. Um, so everyone thought Ridley was character uh, i don't know how much of that is you know obviously not knowing mm-hmm. the new character or how much is actually true uh, he, he was cool. on june 13th yeah. as well today's item launch star if you touch the star 
Your fighter will be launched at high speed. Clever placement can lead to an easy KO. As we certainly saw when it was placed on the top. And you certainly get launched off the top pretty easily. I think even in the uh, the 22nd Fighter videos like for Jigglypuff, there was one where it showed like Jigglypuff throwing a character into the launch star, it's sending it back, and then into rest. Mm-hmm. So like the potential is there. See, I'm looking at this picture of the launch star, and it's, sending Ness, it's showing Ness getting sent out from the stage. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but the launch star sends you from where you've thrown it. So the most likely candidate of the person who threw that launch star was Ness himself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good uh, maybe point. He's, he's edge guarding, you never know. Yeah. Smart, he, he had that in his hand, threw it at the stage, mm-hmm. he thundered over it, and I don't see another fight. <laughs> or he thought, up until now... Ness had never taken a ride in a launch star. Nice. That good throwback yeah, right there. I, I thought so. All right. Uh, I mean, when we saw this, like, you're a Rosalina. You're a Rosalina. You're a Rosalina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, when, I was, when we were playing the game, uh, like, I think any good uh, natural human reaction, uh, when the launch star was around, everyone was sort of like, let's not go into there. There was also the, uh, an item that was like a healing field. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like a little tulip that opened up and made this this green, like, transporty looking thing. And, like, I was like, I don't, I don't decide that. It doesn't look bad, but I, I don't know what it does uh, until I got knocked into one. I'm like, oh, hey, cool, it's healing. Mm-hmm. June 14th, today's fighter, 13 Echo Daisy. Her basic moveset is the same as Peach's, but this princess has her own unique personality. She's known for being upbeat, energetic, and a bit of a tomboy. Uh, Doesn't seem all that different, to be honest, but that'll be how most Echo Fighters are. Uh, Do you think the potential for certain Echo Fighters are there? I know a lot of people are talking about, well, well, we saw Knuckles as an assist trophy, but but Uh. where's Shadow? Could why Shadow you, be an Echo to, Fighter? Why do you have to just stab me to the uh, I know, I know. Especially I when to. you were just handed Knuckles in the other one. Uh. So I, I do, I, I have to take it aside here because I just noticed, like, I'm not on the Smash Bros. website for America. I'm on the Great Britain one. Oh. So I'm a, uh, you keep on, like, saying dates, and I'm like, well, that's not the right date, but okay. <laughs> and I just realized, like, last time you were going down the list, it's like his final Smash is powered for Ridley. Uh, plasma, breath, and intense enough to bring down Stannis's starship is what you said but in great britain it's called a gunship aha nice so there is a difference in the translation for america and great britain interestingly not not overly surprised to be honest with you but interestingly the gunship is for britain why is it interesting america america America. gets a lot more butthurt about things oh my (laughs) god you find things america loves our guns i mean do you notice nate doesn't have his old down smash uh he has a new down smash well a i love that because i hate his old smash uh b mvd loves his old down smash so haha uh (laughs) c there was a huge backlash when the dojo showed him doing a down smash it looked like a real mine it looked like an actual military grade mine got complaints it got enough people to complain that nintendo made it look like a cartoony mine and this is something that you could barely see you just you shove into the ground yeah uh but they made a big deal about it and uh and that is america yep pretty pretty much so we get a starship <laughs> yep shadow's going into echo i'm almost certain yeah i i would be so angry Frankly, uh, Echo Fighters, um, I, to me, it, it feels like a wasted slot still. I know they're making a big deal about not making a wasted slot, but like, uh, 
I don't know. It feels like it would take minimal, not minimal, but like it doesn't seem like it would take that much effort to just copy and paste the moveset and give them different properties. Like Fox and Falco felt so different in Melee. Uh, and then like Dark Pit and Pit, like the arrows were different and the side beam might have done different, like uh, had different knockback, but like that's uh, it. Okay. Like what's the point of that? You know, like to me it was kind of silly. For me, Daisy being in as an Echo Fighter is kind of like, eh, kind of whatever. I don't. If she played, if she, she felt new taunts and new music, yeah. Uh, I think I like her voice. It's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um, the thing, the thing with Echo Fighters literally just seems to come across as more of a personality change to the yeah. character. Across the board, it just seems like they just get different taunts. Yeah, and, and frankly, the one thing that I want, I would would have liked to see in Echo Fighters and in Daisy, like, okay, so they're going to be exactly the same. They're going to play more or less the same with one different thing, maybe. Um, then give them a cool costume, at least. Don't just make it a recolor. This is literally the recolor Peach had. Yeah. You know, like a different face on it. Like, give Daisy her Mario Tennis outfit. Yeah, it'd look a little awkward with her, with her floating. Um, like, but that would be cool. Like, that was a cool Daisy outfit. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably one of the only people that's, like, a little, like, meh about Daisy and the whole idea of Echo Fighters being back, uh, if, if they are that similar. It strikes uh, me as weird that mm-hmm. the removal of the dress is what makes Float weird. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking that as I thought, like, it would be cool to see her in a different outfit. I'm like, well, she doesn't have a giant skirt. She doesn't have a giant skirt, which apparently grants you the Float. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, when, when you wear a giant skirt, don't, don't you, like, fight not to float? Come on, man. I, I haven't learned how to just, you know, put the mental preparation to hold down when I jump. This is, this is 2018. You gotta be progressive and, and hold down. <laughs> On June 14th, Zero from Chile has won the Super Smash Brothers Invitational 2018. A big thank you to all the players who participated. For those that missed the live stream, check out the replay. That's a good picture. Zero so should put that up as like a cover photo or something. That's a that's a good shot. I didn't think Sakurai is very tall, so I think he's just on something. Um, I mean, Zero is short. Zero is not very tall either. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if they're that different in size teams of height. Perspective too, maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a lot. This because the stage was, was flat. Uh, mm-hmm. I was looking at it from the balcony. Uh, and then to round <laughs> things out, June fourteenth, today's item. <laughs> Pokemon Vulpix Alola form. This Pokemon oh. freezes fighters with icy breath. It sure does. Rip, uh, rip playable Vulpix. So there goes yeah. another one off my list. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been an Echo Fighter know. of Pichu. <laughs> Actually, Vulpix is not off because we still have the normal. Oh snap! Oh, you, you right, you right. Fire and ice. <laughs> oh damn. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's uh, just absolutely shocking uh, that there are new Pokemon in the game. Uh, I am <laughs> I, Lord. I had palpitations when I saw that. But the stages. Yeah, we got we got Summit back, and uh, looks like Tortimer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, those are those are stages I'd be. I'm I'm very curious to see how the Hazard Toggle applies to some stages that like water. You know, is that a hazard? Do they consider it? Like, apparently, they considered. Uh, what about ice? Like, summit with ice? Yeah, yeah. Has ice is slippery. Is that is that a hazard? Like, it changes the properties of the, of the physics. 
I was super disappointed that Wily Castle, which has a really cool platform gimmick, which was not, you know, these were not unpassable platforms. These were just regular fall-through platforms, so it doesn't impact the game, like, in a negative way to have them. Uh, the hazard toggle turns them off. Yeah. It just becomes FD. So why is that a hazard? So what did they consider a hazard? You know, is the, the new Zelda stage just going to turn off that middle part and just become FD? Um, or well, the platform does show up, but yeah, we bring up. I, I hope that when they have hazards off, they have the hazard form, hazardless form. Yeah, I'm using uh, big quotation marks in the air. That'd be cool. Um, what, what, like, what about uh, the old Yoshi's uh, Island stage from Brawl? Like, you know, the, the, the little platform kind of doesn't that platform? Uh, Yoshi's Island Brawl platform does tilt from left to right on yeah, single axis. Yeah, so but the support ghosts, true. The support yeah. ghosts will almost assuredly be turned off. Will the tilting platform be turned off? Well, who knows? If it turns off Lilac's tilt. Was that a hazard? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no hesitation. Just, just straight. Yeah. No, that is definitely a hazard. Have you heard anyone in Smash Four? I thought you had one. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, but. Um, so seeing seeing these stages, seeing Summit, uh, and, and seeing uh, Tortimer's Island in, in the background of this Vulpix uh, thing here, just when I saw it, I was I just started thinking like, man, I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what that hazard goggle is going to be like. It was one of my like, frankly, at this point in my life, I don't really care. Okay, right? Knuckles would have been nice, but if he if he didn't, like, whatever. Like Snake was all I really wanted, and then a hazard goggle. So I got what I wanted. Now I'm just really curious to see how it works. Yeah, yeah. Anything from here is is just gravy, really. I, I actually wanted to mention. Uh, so I was talking to. I think I, I was. It was Bill. Yeah, it was Bill Trent uh, that I was talking to about this. Just name um, dropping, talking to Bill Trent, and okay, I see how it is. Oh well, mm-hmm. this is just sort of the industry now. Um, though the world I live in. There you go. So uh, I was talking to Bill about kind of one of the things I'm most excited about is the the uh, potential uh, of virality. Mm. of uh, Smash Switch. When you played Melee, you know, in, back when it first came out, when you lived in the college dorms, you'd walk down the hall, you'd hear someone play Smash, you'd, you'd walk by the room uh, and, and be like, hey man, can I play? Like, it was uh, a, a super, like, welcoming experience, and the, like, making new friends because they play Smash, like, every every hall and every dorm had it. Oh my god, you're taking me back, yeah. Right? Uh, and so that dorm room effect, uh, as I call it, uh, is now going to be everywhere. Can you imagine? In an airport, people randomly, setting, yeah. Yeah, people sitting up in an airport or even in an airplane, and all of a sudden, Smash. People are playing the real Smash game. They're having a lot of fun. They're yelping. They're they're like going crazy. And then someone walks up, they're like, yo, can I play? And, you know, these two guys are playing with, with GameCube controllers. They snap off on the Joy-Cons, but again, yeah, join in. Mm. And you know, like some random guy in an airport, all of a sudden is playing Smash with these two other guys, and like this guy's gonna go home. And be like I like that a lot. I'm buying Switch and Smash. Not only and, that, but I'm oh, sorry, but but to add to that, I mean the yeah. the system built in has the video recording feature, and of course it'll it'll support Smash. But mm-hmm. something amazing happens. You press that share button. The last thirty seconds saved. Whenever you get internet connection, you trim up that amazing moment. You put it online, and then everyone can. Watched what happened. Oh, I had yeah. not considered that. And and so, uh, think about this: 
Smash 4 made the careers of many players, made the Smash, put the Smash media on, on the map for a lot of and of course Melee as well. And um, Melee is on an 18-year-old console, a console old enough to vote. <laughs> Smash 4, yeah, Smash 4 is on the worst performing Nintendo console in a long time. And yet, they're so big, they're so important. The install base of the Switch alone is already higher than the Wii U by far. Yeah. And then throw in this potential virality with sharing, with the dorm room effect of, of people traveling with the Smash Switch and playing playing Smash on the road and in places where, where people can see it again. I think we could, and it's not going to get to like Fortnite level, but yeah, yeah. I think we could see a, a huge cultural phenomenon with this Smash Switch because, uh, man, this is like the stars are aligning and Nintendo could have something on their hands and fingers crossed. It'll happen. Pokemon Go, the second coming. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. How awesome would that be? Yeah. Just everywhere you go, someone is playing Smash, going to any coffee shop, and you got one or two people playing Smash. God, Look. I love Super Smash Brothers. Oh, so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Loki, I brought a, a Smash setup to the most popular Pokestop uh, places and put up Smash while people play Pokemon Go. And go. did that for a good number of nights. There's a lot of impromptu Smash Fests. Right. Yeah, that's and that's the fact awesome. that, that no. the fact that fact that there's going to be it on the Switch. Yeah, means you can you can put that setup in your pocket, and everyone will have one. Um, I I would love to see a way that you could maybe connect two of them, like so you're playing on your own screens. Because the one thing that might hold it back, in my opinion, is that yeah, the Switch doesn't screen. Yeah, um, screen. Yeah, it'd be hard hard to play like a four player brawl. With Joy-Con controller. I'm sure they'll I do mean, an outline thing again to kind of highlight different fighters. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I kind of agree with you, but on the same token, like, so, like, one of the things I, I've done over the last year um, is I started doing like Uber driving. Okay, there's a reason for the story. Um, and one of the, and what I did was I actually installed a small TV and Smash Brothers in the back in the back of my car. Of course you did. Of course I did. Sounds, like, sounds like you are. I would already give you five stars. Thank you. I've got so many five stars. And a good number of tips, too. It was nice. And I have the everything, all, all the stuff's in the, in the trunk and all that. It doesn't matter. I, I have the controllers, you know, wrapped up over the trunk, and they're out there for people to play. And that screen in my car is really no larger than a Switch screen. And I had really zero complaints from the people in my car about the screen size. For Smash, because the nice thing about Smash is that there's no split screen. Yeah, yeah there's no split true. screen at all for Smash. So the size of the TV, like on my way to Texas once for um, Low Tier City Three in 2014, I believe it was. We played on a black and white two and a half inch TV for the drive from Michigan to Texas. It was hard, and there was complaints. It's actually not super difficult to make out Smash in those games. And those games weren't developed for a tiny screen. Yeah. So they were not developed for a tiny screen, and yet Smash Switch is going to be developed with the idea of the Smash Switch screen size in mind. Yeah. So I'm not super worried about four players. The only way thing I'm worried about with four players is getting those physical bodies to fit in that space to see the screen. Yeah. That's gonna be the hard part. 
Mm-hmm. But, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's why I was Other, like, if you could if you could somehow sync two uh, uh, switches, like two people on one side, two people on the other side, and I think you know a sw- the switches could become ubiquitous where uh, there might be yeah. plenty of switches to go around. And, and I'm I'm going to download Smash on my Switch and, and delete whatever takes up room from it uh, because I don't want a, a card for it because Smash should never. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be digital. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. However, um, I'm playing with the idea of downloading it digitally. And if I really do like the game and actually consider doing maybe some level of competitiveness at, at uh, the ripe old age of 27, I might just buy a physical copy and keep, and keep it on me just in case I meet someone with another Switch and there is that, like, link switches thing. So, like... Hey, you have a switch? You want to play Smash? Uh, yeah, but it's really uncomfortable where we're playing. So, like, I'll just hand them my cart, and they they can play with the link play, mm. and then I'll just make sure to get the card back before I go. Yeah, that'd be an important thing for sure. Yeah, but like you know that that option exists, so you can always carry basically two on you just in case you can do link Smash. God, there's so much potential for great community building. That's that's a really yeah. really great point. Now, there is one scary thing for community building. I don't know how Splatoon does it so far. I, I should have paid attention, but I didn't. And that's going to be switch theft at tournaments. Yeah, uh, we talk about that a lot too. Uh, Splatoon community deals with it by being small and, and tight knit, as far as I know. Mm. Um, and also, as far as I know, I think gaming generations has, uh, which you don't know, they're a big supplier of a lot of the setups for most major tournaments. Uh, I think they have like sort of like bolted down switches. Some people are talking about bringing your own switch to tournaments because everyone's gonna you know, probably have a switch, uh, and then just like having the docks there that are plugged down or like bolted down for like maybe locals. Uh, that could be an option. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of discussion over how to run tournaments um, physically, but I, I think thankfully because of the student communities, um, people have been dealing with a lot of the issues, and there's already progress on on you know how to to physically do it um so i i think that you know people are worried rightfully so yes i i, I was very tempted to steal one of the switches in the vip room because mm-hmm. that's probably the most valuable switch in the world <laughs> um but i think that people we will be able to to, to put a handle on it uh, it's gonna suck when when uh i think less aired or or more naive smaller tournament organizers don't do any safeguards um and that will burn them because yes as amazing and awesome as the smash community is there is theft so we'll we'll sort of see (laughs) let's wrap things up with a mail time question here's the mail it never fails it makes me want to wag my tail when it comes i want to wail uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but it's good to get audience feedback. You know, on Twitter at Show Me Your News, a different place you can ask us questions going forward. Uh, Grimace the Menace asks us: Nintendo has been making a clear effort to build Smash Ultimate around making an accessible game that still caters to and satisfies a competitive audience. Do you think they will carry this forward into directly supporting an esports scene, or are they simply trying to make the best game they can? Well, Alan, I think that's. The question right for you. Damn, I don't have any zippers here, but uh, imagine I just made a zipping noise. Um, <laughs> look, there's uh, there's things in the horizon. Is all I'm going to say. Whether or not it's official or unofficial, uh, I'm not going to say. But uh, stay tuned. I am excited about the uh, future esports potential uh, with 
Smash Switch, um, <clears throat> Melee, and we will see <laughs> what actually pans out. Because, frankly speaking, a lot can change from now uh, to the release of Smash Switch. Uh, it's pretty clear that they want to support Smash Switch as the competitive standard. Uh, and they will continue to support Melee. Uh, they just hope, fingers crossed, that Melee players end up playing Smash Switch, um, which they won't because they don't realize that Melee players want Melee. Yeah. Um, Mango said something about that. Yeah, I, I, I could get into a tangent about um, that Icons game, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe another time. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll get Jason it. on the show sometime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see kind of what happens, what shakes up, but uh, I think be optimistic. For the first time in 10-plus years that I have been um, a intense competitive Smash Bros. fan, uh, for the first time, I am going to say... Be excited for Nintendo's involvement uh, in Smash. Wow. Yeah, I think at the very least, I mean, when you're saying to make the best game they can, I think that's what they tried to do, uh, especially with the last couple games. But they were catering to different markets, different player bases. I think with the shift in focus, it's clear they're trying to include some of these quality of life things that do benefit uh, the competitive scene more. So I think at at the very least, uh, I don't know if we'll see, you know, full-on uh you know original switch trailer you know splatoon like sort of tournaments everyone's in the locker room getting hyped you know that may be you know getting ahead of ourselves a little bit but uh i think you put it quite right i mean we're, we're kind of on that path yeah I, I have, i've got nothing to say about that i think they i mean i personally I, I i'm not in the know i'm not someone who can be in the know i would say that they are looking forward to being a direct supporter of an esports scene, yeah, I, 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 I would, I would think so. And I'll actually tell you something that that uh, um, Bill told me when we were talking. They don't want to step in to smash competitive scene and and change it. They don't want to dictate everything. They don't want to to make us bend to their will. They want to support us. They want to help us. They want to to let us thrive in our own way um and i that is the only way smash esports could work in any official capacity is by supporting it from the ground up um because that's what made smash so great is the grassrootsness that that l started the community uh and uh, so frankly speaking uh, from an organizational standpoint uh, they're doing it right they they really they have the right idea and the you know, bad Nintendo versus Twitter, uh, show them some love. Yes, freaking go follow them. You know, go go tell them how much how happy you are that they're supporting the scene, and so they can continue to to justify to the higher ups and to the highest ups that this is something worth doing, um, and that we accept them. Uh, because you may not see the impact of a Nintendo sponsored tournament, uh, but there is, and it does mean, and it will continue to mean more the more you as a fan care and show yourself yeah man. i mean you, you see that video at the beginning of the tournament and like they they get what the scene is about and that's that's really <laughs> promising to see i wish i let patrick down bro god damn it <laughs> <laughs> well that'll do it for this inaugural episode of show me your news ultimate back to kind of look over the website updates it's not dojo level but the smash blog that's that's certainly better than Meverse updates uh you know seasonal podcasts yeah. You know, not really going beyond launch, uh, but we just kind of wanted to help 
past the time until this game releases currently on December 7th, 2018. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pete Speakeasy. Alan is at PG underscore Samurai Panda. Miles at Sol Harath. And then Tony at Tony TH underscore GHH. Guys, this was really great to organize and talk about Smash once again. Um, you know, whatever our availabilities are, we'll make something work uh, every weekend to try to get something out to you. And we'll look over the uh, the updates just like back in the day. As of old. And, and uh, I mean, I don't know how often I can be here. Uh, I have uh, 15 messages that I left on my phone. So <laughs> I, I do have to. You're, you're a back. doctor and you have a business to run. We totally understand. But I'm, I'm so thankful that you were here with your, your hands-on experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say, though, uh, you know, Peter, it's been, what, eight years since our last podcast together. Oh God, is that it been? <laughs> it feels. Yeah, we we are we are old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From, uh, episode, from episode sixteen to oh gosh, I don't know. On, on round table, something like yeah. that. Yeah, hmm. and uh, you know, from there to to you know now, even with all the time that's passed, uh, it still feels still feels natural, still feels good uh, to talk to you in a podcast setting again. So uh, yeah, I miss this, Peter. I, I likewise, I am very grateful for this, and so thank you so much for your your insight. It's great to have someone on the ground floor, and you know, I'll whenever you want to come on this and be available, we'll, we'll have you. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll be back. All right, guys. Feels moment, Tony. It was great seeing you. <laughs> Tony will be back. Yeah, Miles, hopefully back. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Take care. Show me your news.